Talk Law Radio with Todd Marquardt is sponsored by the Marquardt Law Firm and does not attempt to solve your individual legal problems upon the basis of information contained herein. Instead, contact an attorney to discuss the specific facts and circumstances of your unique situation. The views and opinions of this program do not reflect the views of the Salem Media Group. It's time for Talk Law Radio with Todd Marquardt. Todd Marquardt, attorney at law in Texas. If you're a millionaire or a thousandaire, Talk Law Radio is now on the air. Call in with your business law question, your elder law question. Veteran aid, Medicaid, build a business to get paid. 210-308-8867. Or ask a question online at marquardtlawfirm.com. That's M-A-R-Q-U-A-R-D-T, lawfirm.com. And now, it's Talk Law Radio with Todd Marquardt. Welcome to Talk Law Radio. This is Todd Marquardt. We're on 9.30 a.m. The Answer, and later we'll be on Apple Podcasts and TalkLawRadio.com. The State Bar of Texas is the state agency that governs attorney law licenses, and the State Bar wants attorneys to inform the public about the law. But because legal advice must be tailored to the specific circumstances of each case, and because laws are ever-changing, material discussed in this program is meant for general informational purposes only and is not to be construed as tax, legal, or investment advice. Although the information has been gathered from sources believed to be reliable, please note that individual situations can vary. Therefore, the information should be relied upon only when coordinated with individual professional advice. Marquardt Law Firm is sponsoring our show today, and attorneys at Marquardt Law Firm focus on business and estate law, including last wills, living trusts, and tax-protected inheritance plans. Also, new businesses and old businesses, which might have issues with corporations, contracts, LLCs, FLPs, and we can represent those who face problems from lack of planning, including lawsuits, guardianships, probate, uh, real estate, breach of contract, and personal injury. Check out our blog at marquartlawfirm.com to read about how the virtual jury trials are going. Before we get started talking about the law, let's begin with prayer. Dear God, thank you for this day and for all the gifts and blessings that you give to us. Please forgive us for our sins, our mistakes for doing the wrong thing and failing to do your will. Please help Jennifer, Philip, and me give good information to the listeners today about coffee and the law. Help us to use the gifts and talents you have provided for the good of your people, for our own good, and for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Now it's time to discover your legal issue blind spots by listening to me talk about the law on the radio. Today we have uh, Jennifer Howard and Philip San... Santianas. Santianas. Mm -hmm. That's uh, a unique name I haven't had to say before. I should have asked him about that (laughs) before I got to this point. Um, they They own and operate Texas Grounds Coffee Company, and we're going to talk about various aspects that touch coffee and how... Uh, coffee interacts with the law. Jennifer, welcome to the show. Thank you. Philip, you're live on the air. How are you? 
I'm doing fantastic. How are you doing today? Good. So we have Jennifer in the studio, and we have Philip uh, by telephone. So uh, just to keep everybody straight of uh, where we are. Okay, so before we get started talking about coffee and details of how you do it, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. I'll, I'll let the ladies go first. Thank you. Um, yes, my name is Jennifer Howard, and uh, we started Texas Grounds Coffee in 2018, and I was a teacher for 14 years. I taught at Holotus Elementary, go Bulldogs, and uh, I taught first, second, third, and fourth grade, and I absolutely uh, love teaching kids, and uh, I think we found some similar uh, inspirations together, Philip and I, when we started talking. Okay, Philip, uh, tell us your background. Where did you come from? Well, fantastic. Well, originally I'm from um, Albuquerque, New Mexico, but I joined the military when I was 18 years old. So I started out as a grunt in the military. And then when I got out, I, I went to uh, went back to college and uh, had a career in healthcare and in healthcare administration. And that's uh, after about 25 years of that, I met Jen. Jen moved in across the street and uh, we just had similar, similar, a similar vision on life and uh, of just connecting the community of bringing it together. And, and we formed this beautiful relationship of, of bringing the community together. And we created this organization, this wonderful business. One of the interesting things I find about you two is that you were neighbors that talked to each other. <laughs> right. And I think that that's how magic happens sometimes. Yeah. And, and uh, that fabulous sense of, uh, connectivity. Uh, a lot of people get together in coffee shops to um, study the Bible, or they come and do book studies, or they just meet an old friend they haven't seen in a long time. And that conversation can lead to amazing, incredible revelations and ideas. And so I think starting that conversation and going back and forth and thinking about, oh, this is a passion of mine. Oh, really? This is a passion of mine too. And uh, you know, finding our different strengths and uh, things that we do on the side. I, I baked all the time, and uh, he was roasting coffee, and, you know, it just seemed like the natural thing to do. Yeah, I had a neighbor one time. My wife made brownies, and, and we were new to the neighborhood, so we took the brownies uh, next door, knock on the door. Hey, uh, we're, we're new to the neighborhood. We brought you some brownies. Why? <laughs> <laughs> He, he would makes, never say why. <laughs> he, the, this, oh, no, no. This How many gen- did you bring? <laughs> <laughs> this gentleman was a police officer that worked at night. He was just, he was probably asleep when I when I knocked on the door. <laughs> so uh, I won't give him so, so much of a hard time. Okay, so you're, you, you're very outgoing people. You, when you were neighbors, you were talking to each other. And you, how did it, how did the idea uh, brew and develop. Sure. Well, we, um, I, I, that's exactly the same way. Uh, we had moved in just a few months earlier and, um, I was baking a lot of things and, uh, I came over with a cream puff, one of the famous, uh, giant size cream puffs. They're about the size of a small head of lettuce. And, um, I came over and he, uh, walked across the street to thank me for it. And we got to talking and he was talking about how he was roasting coffee. And we just love this idea of like a bakery and coffee shop and Holotus didn't really have something where people could, um, gather and meet and have something just so different where it's, um, people wanted to 
gather and stay for a while. It wasn't one of those typical coffee shop ideas where it was just come in, get what you want and leave. It was come and stay. We want to get to know you and uh, connect with you. And so um, the building that we're in is a 110-year-old building. It's amazing. It's two stories and uh, it was available for rent. And so we rented out the bottom and turned it into a coffee shop, a bakery, and uh, we actually roast there on premises. And a few months later, we opened in May of 2018. And in December of 2018, the upstairs became available and we um, completely gutted it and turned it into this gorgeous bed and breakfast. So um, we've done a, we've put a lot of uh, blood, sweat and tears into the place. A lot of love. So Describe for the listeners where that is in Holotus. What sure. are the landmarks and stuff? Did you want to tell them, Phil? Sure. Well, it's located in Old Town Holotus. It's at, it's right. It's pretty close across the street from Flores, Old Flores Country Store, and that's where a lot of a lot of famous bands would play, like Lynn Nelson. So we're located in Old Town Holotus, right behind Mander Automotive. That is a fantastic. They, that's a fantastic place, by the way. We love them to death. Um, but right there on the roundabout, it's a 110 year old house. Um, and it's just beautiful. It has a lot of character. We're on Old Bandera Road, so it's Old Town Holotus. Okay. So you want people to go in there and, and drink coffee and stay. Um, is there a way for people on the way to work to get their coffee? Absolutely. So we have um, curbside available. So if you find us on Facebook, Instagram, our website, um, anywhere you can find our phone number, um, you give us a call and you can place your order and uh, we will run it out to your car for you on wow. curbside or you can pop in and pay for it um, or you can pay over the phone. We are also rolling out. It's brand new. We're rolling out um, online ordering in the next few weeks, which is really exciting. So people can place their order online through an app and, or the website and then it prints out and we get their order ready. Great. Okay. Well, we have to take a short break. Uh, When we come back, we'll start talking more about how coffee and the law interact. And um, I'll even have a joke. (laughs) So don't go anywhere. Uh, You want to hear this joke. You want to learn about coffee and the law. Stay tuned with uh, Todd Marquardt on Talk Law Radio. to Texas from out of state, your current will, trust, and power of attorney may need to be reviewed and updated. Wills and powers of attorney are state-specific, so it might be a good idea to meet with a Texas attorney. Marquardt Law Firm is the go-to firm in San Antonio for wills, trust, and powers of attorney. They'll develop a strategy to tax-efficiently protect and preserve your assets, reduce family conflict, and maximize government benefits. Call today to schedule your no-cost legal consultation. 210-530-4278. Protect what's yours with Marquardt Law Firm. Welcome back to Talk Law Radio with Todd Marquardt. We're here with uh, Jen and Phil and their company, Texas Grounds Coffee Company. And we just got through talking about their um, their background and how they got started in the business. So, uh, Jen and Phil, Phil, you still there? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Uh, 
My question is, uh, which book of the Bible focuses on coffee? I know. I know. Go ahead and say it. Hebrews. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Okay, so... um, that's why I'm the one always brewing the coffee. <laughs> mm-hmm. He brews it, and then and then you bake. Tell us about the cream puff in in more detail. Uh, what's it made of? What's inside? Sure, absolutely. When we first got started, um, I relied heavily on a lot of uh, recipes from my mom, from my grandma, things we saw on Pinterest. I just thought that was amazing and delicious. And I was actually teaching full time during the day. And I'd go home and kiss my babies for a couple of hours and then go to our uh, commercial kitchen at, kitchen at night and um, and bake until 1 or 2 o'clock in the morning until I realized there's no way we, I, I can keep burning the candle at both ends. Mm-hmm. And so um, we had a lot of uh, family discussions and talked with Phil and we said, okay, we, we really need to fully commit and jump in with both feet and um, – and do this full time because it really is a, a full time uh, business of running the company. And so uh, the the famous cream puff, it started, uh, I had it when I was a young kid in New Jersey. And um, it is, uh, it's a phenomenal dessert. It's a pat of shoe. It's just a really light, um, airy, not sweet pastry. And inside it's a heavy whipping cream that's just slightly sweet. And on top, it is an an entire chocolate recipe. So it's not just melted uh, semi-sweet chocolate. It's an entire chocolate recipe. So it's um, something I don't share. I just eat it, the whole thing. (laughs) (laughs) It's very stinky. I can't can't tell you all the ingredients in it, but I'm pretty sure one of the ingredients is manna from heaven because that thing is heavenly. (laughs) I haven't had one. I'd love to try it. It'll make you quit your job. (laughs) (laughs) It made me quit my job. After she fed me that, I quit my job. (laughs) Went into the business. Yeah. You know, uh, one of the court cases that I found... Uh, was uh, about coffee as a commodity, you know, like an investment. And it reminded me of that movie uh, with the talking horse and and the investment guy. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Phil, have you seen it? I think I think I have, but I can't. I can't. It has the guy up. from Police Academy that that has a funny voice. Right. Right. Uh, anyway, the the horse told him to invest in coffee, <laughs> <laughs> and so um, in this court case, uh, what brought it about is these investors were mad at their investment advisor because they they told him to buy more and he didn't buy at the right time. Uh, the the legal principle there isn't uh, important to me right now. I just thought it was interesting that. Uh, it was in 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 dispute, but there is a really famous coffee case. Phil, what what do you think it is? Um, I guess that's, it's the McDonald's case where the uh, someone spilled coffee on them, right? Um, and I believe, and the and the lady sued them for it. Yeah, and you know where it, this happened? I have no idea. I think it was in Albuquerque. Really? Yeah, it's a it's a New Mexico case. Wow, I had no idea. Yeah. What one of the mistaken facts about the case, people think that she she got millions out of it. Well, she didn't. 
um, there there was a, a judgment. Let's see, for two point seven million, uh, but the judge said that's too much. <laughs> so the judges are allowed to to reduce uh, certain parts of the damages, and so the the judge reduced the, the jury's punitive damages. Uh, award from 2.7 million to 640,000, and the reason there were punitive damages is because uh, there was testimony that McDonald's knew their coffee was hot, and they weren't going to do anything about it. They didn't want even want to warn anybody. So um, the this court case was meant to deter that behavior and to help them decide that they needed to at least put a warning on there that said this coffee's hot. And so tell us about how you uh, protect your customers from hot coffee. Absolutely. And, you know, it it, it seems like it's self-explanatory that coffee is hot where, but I guess these days there's cold brew. Um, But other than than the the obvious that coffee is hot, (laughs) what we'll do is we'll ensure that if, if we make, for example, an Americano, that is a, a drink that is made so fresh that the water comes out incredibly warm. So what we'll do is we'll put a couple of cubes in, of ice in there. Or the other thing we do is every single time we'll make that particular drink, we'll, uh, we'll ask the customer, are you going to be putting creamer or milk or something cold in there? Because if they're going to be putting creamer or, or, or something cold in there, well, then it'll cool it off enough. But uh, And that way it maintains the integrity of the coffee and it's not too cold. But if they're not going to, we'll throw in a couple of pieces of ice just to make sure to bring it down to the perfect temperature where it's perfectly warm. It's going to wake them up. It's going to taste absolutely velvety and delicious, but it won't burn them. And you also have it printed on the lid, too, yes. right? Mm-hmm. It says coffee's hot. I think they just make labels now that the coffee right. should say that. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's that's uh, how coffee is probably best known in the law. Uh, when you were getting started, though, uh, you probably had to learn a lot of stuff, a lot of laws, regulations on uh, selling and preparing coffee. Will you um, r- tell me about that? Sure. We had to do a lot of research, um, especially not coming from um, a coffee background or a even a uh, starting your own coffee shop business background. Um, mm-hmm. And so I, I did a lot of learning and had a lot of calls with Austin about um, even manuf- manufacturing because um, you have to have certain legal um, labels on uh, your stickers or on your bags, anything that you're selling to the public. So when we roast it fresh, we bag it, we seal it. Um, sometimes it's ground or whole bean. But on those labels, we have to have... Um, how much weight is in the the actual product. It, sometimes we do five-pound bags. We do 12-ounce bags. Um, and then you have to have ingredients, colon, coffee, or ingredients, colon, 100% Arabica beans, which is the only kind that we use. That's the best kind there is. Um, and then you also have to have the address of where the actual manufacturing is taking place. So all of those things need to be listed or um, or they'll come after you. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> And you have to be absolutely truthful. So we had to put the best coffee on earth because we want to maintain the <laughs> Good. Yeah. Uh, I'm so excited to try the Americano and uh, the cream puff. Mm-hmm. That's what you call it? Yes, the cream puff. It's fantastic. Okay. So, again, uh, where can they find you? So we're at 14359 Old Bandera Road in Old Town Holotus. 
And if they wanted to call or find more information about you, uh, how would you direct them? So they can call 210-370-3123, or they could go online to our website, and it's texasgroundscoffee.com. And you're also on Facebook. We are. Instagram. Facebook, Instagram. Mm -hmm. Okay, great. Yeah, check out our videos. Another interesting case um, is involves workman's comp. So this is how the story goes. Um, the, the employee, uh, while driving around in his job, he was some kind of delivery uh, worker, uh, stops by Walgreens after purchasing a cup of coffee. That just sounds... Uh, abnormal to me to buy coffee from Walgreens. A cup of coffee from Walgreens? <laughs> I've never heard of that. Right, I, didn't, right. I didn't even know they have like actual. I didn't know. <laughs> but anyway, he slipped and fell and and claimed workman's compensation, and uh, they they had to decide whether he had quit working. Like, was this a departure from his his job, or was it within the scope of his work to to stop at Walgreens? I'm still confused about where he got the coffee because I've never <laughs> seen coffee at Walgreens unless it's all prepackaged in the freezer. Or maybe he bought a cup of coffee and when he got to work he slipped on the floor and that's why he was going against <laughs> <laughs> Just doesn't sound right to me. Okay, there was um, a court case about uh, a merger and acquisition in, uh, between these two coffee companies in Hawaii. Have you uh, had Hawaiian coffee? Oh yes, Kona coffee. Mm-hmm. So how is that different? Just Kona coffee is delicious. Um, now and, and as you know, uh, the so there are a lot of different factors that make a coffee taste like what it tastes like, and the soil is so incredibly different in Hawaii that it makes it a very unique taste, and it's kind of chocolatey. It's a little caramely, but mainly kind of a chocolatey, uh, robust taste. Um, it's delicious, but the challenge with Kona coffee is being able to actually import it into uh, in, in, into the other states. Uh, to get it actually across uh, the sea is difficult and expensive. So you'll see a lot of Kona coffees out there, and they're actually um, not necessarily Kona coffees. There's a, there's a big there's big controversy on whether you get Kona coffee, whether it is from Kona coffee, because if you just put Kona coffee on the label, well, you can charge 10 to $15 more a pound, depending on what, what kind of Kona coffee it is. But if it's actually Kona coffee or not is up for debate. So that there's kind of a little black market for it there. So you have to look at the label. They have to be truthful about the source too, right? Yeah, right. Absolutely. And that's something that we, we do with all of our coffees that we import. We do something called the coffee cupping. So when before we order the coffee, we'll ask for a sample. And then when the coffee comes to us, we'll sample it again to make sure that that's actually the coffee that we know uh, that it is. So our quality control and our... Uh, our, our quality control is, is pretty insane. It's, it's amazing. So everything we do is about integrity and, and ensuring that what we are serving is the best of the best. Okay, so two things there. You, you mentioned that it's difficult to uh, import and, and to get so that you can process it. Um, what other difficulties have you had with uh, importing coffee? Well, most recently, this past year with COVID, 
the logistics supply chain of pretty much every commodity, whether it's frozen concentrated orange juice or coffee, is challenging to get. So we have had a tough time specifically getting um, getting the specific coffee that we need. And in some cases, we've had to go to multiple suppliers just to ensure that we can get the specific coffee. Because, for example, uh, Guatemalan coffee can be, you know, there could be, there are different regions of Guatemalan coffee, and we wanted specific, whether it's Tikal or uh, a different area, a region of Guatemala, we wanted our specific region. So in order to get it from that region, if one supplier didn't have it, we'd have to go to another. Now, what's nice is now that the COVID restrictions are, are um, being loosened up a little bit, it's a little easier, or not as challenging, I should say, to get the raw supplies that we need. But um, prices have gone up. Um, the challenge of getting it has gone up. So we, one thing that we're kind of proud about is we have not passed that cost on to the consumer. We just go ahead and went ahead and absorbed those costs. But actually getting the raw materials is challenging. We're going to have to take another break. Uh, this break will be three minutes. Give us some time to get a drink of water. And we'll come back and talk more about federal law, state law, regulations, And then, of course, we'll end our show with uh, talking about legacy. Um, One other thing when we come back, Phil, that I want to talk about is um, the different types of beans and and where they come from. And again, how that changes the the flavor and taste and uh, everything. So stay tuned. Come right back. Talk Law Radio with Todd Marquardt is sponsored by the Marquardt Law Firm and does not attempt to solve your individual legal problems upon the basis of information contained herein. Instead, contact an attorney to discuss the specific facts and circumstances of your unique situation. The views and opinions of this program do not reflect the views of the Salem Media Group. Welcome back to Talk Law Radio. I'm Todd Marquardt. Here in the studio with me is Jen, and on the phone is Phil. They're with Texas Grounds Coffee Company, and we've been talking about coffee and the law. Now I'd like to uh, ask you about, um, besides coffee, what are you all passionate about? Phil? (laughs) I was wondering if you wanted to take that one. Uh, absolutely. Um, no, we are passionate about bringing the community together, and that is really consistent with what, um, with, with what, how we started. So when we initially started, Jen came across the street with a cream puff and just wanted to reach out and say, hey, let's bring this community together. I'd like to meet my neighbors. There's a, there was a specific reason why she came across the street, and we've been consistent with that throughout um, this business, this, this whole venture. We've created an organization where we're just bringing the community together, and that's what, we're, what really I'm passionate about is, uh, is connecting two people over a cup of coffee. Now, do we have the best coffee on earth? Absolutely. Do we have the best cream puffs on earth? Absolutely. But really, what's it about? The cream puff and the coffee is just an excuse to bring people together to share ideas. So that's really what we're passionate about is building an empire, building an organization, building something that's going to last forever, not just a thing, but an idea. 
And so would you say that's your mission or is your mission different? Um, absolutely. I'd say our mission is uh, wanting to connect every Texan with a cup of Texas grounds coffee. And um, we're living in a world where it, it's so divided and there's so many opinions on so many different things. And we're just focused on Texas and uniting Texans as a community. And um, we're all different. And that's what makes life fun. That that's what makes life unique. Our um, motto is what are you grounded in? Everybody is grounded in something, but you can all share that over a great cup of coffee. So. And if I have a different opinion than you do, can we still share coffee? Yeah, and I, I, think, that's, I think that's our hope. You know, that's how life should be. You know, mm-hmm. that's what makes great discussions. I think life would be really boring if everybody had to think the same thing and do the same thing and act the same way. And um, I, I think that that's one of the things that, uh, that we love to do is inspire other people. You know, and um, we were doing – jobs and we were great at it, but we wanted to do more. I wanted to create a ladder. I wanted to climb and go somewhere and have something that has no ceiling. And um, if I went back five years and I thought, where would you be in five years? I don't think I could have thought that I'm here now. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of exciting to say, I don't even know what's going to happen in five years from now. Where, How big are we going to be? And so that's just a really exciting thought. And I think that that's something that we want to share with everybody, that anybody can do whatever they want to. And I think what we're pretty good at is we inspire people to do the things that inspire them. And that's, I mean, every, and that's what's exciting. What inspires us? Well, you know, we're in our industry, but our question is, what inspires you? And how can we help you achieve what inspires you? Where, how can we get you from here to there? So we're just really passionate about people. So you partner with other businesses through coffee. Talk about that. Sure. Um, I think we, we do something called um, white labeling. So we can we have many different avenues for this. So we white label with churches, businesses, companies. They'll come to us and they'll go through a coffee cupping where we set out coffee from all over the world. And we get to smell and taste the different kinds of coffee. We pair it with a plate of desserts. And then they tell us the flavors they love the most. And we create a blend. We roast it live in front of them. And then they get to leave with a bag of freshly roasted coffee that's their unique blend. And then they put their local on it. They put their information on it, their message, their mission, um, and where the proceeds are going to. And um, in that way, we get to provide something for them so that they can provide something for their church community or their school community or um, even in their business and, and be able to spread awareness about what they do as a company. So that's been a lot of fun and really interesting to meet a lot of different people. On the flip side of that, um, we have also worked with the local fire department and the local police department, and we have created uh, the fire department blend is called Roll Call, and the police department blend is called Defend Blend. And so 100% of proceeds from the sale of both of these uh, bags of coffee go directly to the uh, local police and firefighters because we support um, all of our first responders. So we're just we're so happy to be a part of that. And people can go online and purchase those bags of coffee. Um, it's always available uh, in store as well. So, okay, thank you for sharing that. Go ahead, Phil. Yeah, and even if you, let's say you're um, active police or law enforcement or active fire department, you can come in and get free house blend for free in our in our cafe. So we are very very supportive of of our local heroes. Oh, you probably have somebody in there all, all the time. Mm-hmm. That's like uh, free security. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> They're the best. They're the best, yeah. Okay, so would you say that uh, all of this has made your business successful? 
I, I think I think um, we have so many great ideas. We're so humble. <laughs> we have we have so many um, great ideas, and I think that's so exciting to me that we have um, untapped ideas that we just have waiting and a bag of tricks that we're going to pull out, and that it's not just a one coffee shop and done. It is a uh, a coffee empire, and we plan to be all over Texas. And the fact that what makes us successful, I think, is that both Phil and I are exactly the same in the way that we are absolutely 100% determined that failure is not an option. And um, when COVID hit, a lot of companies shut down, a lot of companies let their uh, employees go. And instead, Phil and I went right back into the um, the coffee shop and we were working the register, we were working the um, espresso machine so that we could keep our staff and nothing is more important than um, our coffee family, our girls, they're incredible people. And um, we just wanted to make sure that we open longer hours and more days so that we could be there for the community. Um, you know, that that's something that is near and dear to our heart. And I think that that's what makes us successful is that our, our incredible passion for what we do and who we do it for. What other ways did you have to adapt during the uh, pandemic and, and government shutdown? Sure. Do you want to take that, Phil, or you want me to? I think we had to to adapt. We had to do some basic things. For example, um, we we couldn't get the raw materials that we needed. For example, milk. Um, there we could only buy one or two gallons at a time. By the end, there was a, we could only buy one gallon at a time. So we had to make multiple trips to the store to get milk to make lattes to to just get the raw supplies to adapt. And I think I think Jen just really nailed it uh, on the head when she said failure was not an option. And I, I think it, what it is is the grit and the integrity to be able to do what you need to do to survive, and not just survive but thrive, when everyone is telling you, oh, just hunker down and shut down. It, it takes a lot of courage and, and grit and integrity to be able to say, you know what, everyone's telling us just to hunker down and to shut down, but we're actually going to open up seven days a week. We're going to extend hours. We're going to work 18 hours a day. We're going to do what we need to do to be successful. And we are so proud of that because we're able to say we are thriving. I mean, now we, we appreciate, we are still appreciating every single person who comes in the door because we need every, every ounce of revenue we can get our hands on. But we are just so proud to be able to say we didn't let one single person go during the pandemic. We, we kept everyone on staff and, and we achieved that goal. So failure is just not an option. We made it happen. And it wasn't because we got lucky. It's because we worked harder. And I really think that's the American way. Even even the freeze, when that freeze happened mm-hmm. and um, everything was shut down because it was, you know, snowy and icy and everything else, we thought, how can we get there? And our homes, both Phil and my houses, again, we're across the street neighbors. Um, we had no power. We had no water. But where the... Um, the store is located, our shop, it had power and it had water. And so we're like, well, if this can help somebody else, we opened up and we were there uh, 14 hours that day, I think. And um, we opened up and people came in and they were like, this is the first hot drink I've had um, in three days. And people were coming in to um, plug in their laptops and plug in their phones and they hadn't been able to communicate with their family. Mm-hmm. And so um, it was just something else that we were able to provide on those days that that were safe enough to travel that we were able to to be there for them. So is that near uh, the city hall or the police station or something? Our our shop. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's about a mile, right? Not even. Yeah, I think that's probably why the power stayed on. Oh, oh, interesting. Right. 
Yeah. And what was very interesting, we were kind of proud of it. We were the only place that actually went to open because uh, we thought, wow, it's, it, what I love is we were not thinking about necessarily money or revenue or anything. We were thinking, wow, we have this place that has power and water and resources that the community needs. So the first thing Jen and I did is we got on the phone with each other and we said, let's go. And if we're going to be there 14, 18, 20 hours for those three days, those were the longest days of our lives. (laughs) But it was amazing just to see people come in and say, oh, I I need to plug in my phone so I can call my family to see if they're okay. Or I need a hot cup of coffee or just can you give me something to eat or whatnot. And we were able, that was more satisfying than anything I can tell you is being there for the community and watching the mom call her her kid for the first time in three days because the entire the the grid was shut down there was no power and we were able to supply that and, and that just that just warmed my heart literally I, I was gonna say that. our amazing customers too because um one of our one of our other neighbors and, and a regular she came in with a gallon of milk because she knew how scarce things were and she's like i bought an extra one and i know i can't use it in my house can you all use a gallon of milk and we thought that was just incredible like yeah. oh my it, heart exploded it's a team it's a following <laughs> um before we take a break I wanted to ask, uh, related to the pandemic, do you think that coffee drinking increased because people were home or not working or working from home? Did you see any trends there with uh, um, coffee uh, at your place uh, trending down or trending up? I would say trending up because uh, it's so delicious. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Probably buying more bags of coffee uh, so that they could make it at home as well. Okay. Mm-hmm. When we come back, we'll keep talking more about coffee. Um, got more statistics, so stay tuned. If you recently moved to Texas from out of state, your current will, trust, and power of attorney may need to be reviewed and updated. Wills and powers of attorney are state-specific, so it might be a good idea to meet with a Texas attorney. Marquardt Law Firm is the go-to firm in San Antonio for wills, trust, and powers of attorney. They'll develop a strategy to tax-efficiently protect and preserve your assets, reduce family conflict, and maximize government benefits. Call today to schedule your no-cost legal consultation. 210-530-4278. Protect what's yours with Marquardt Law Firm. Welcome back to Talk Law Radio with your host, Todd Marquardt, here with uh, Jen and Phil. They're with Texas Grounds Coffee Company, uh, located in Lotus, Texas. And we've been talking about how coffee and the law intersect. And I was asking them about how the their, their store was affected by the pandemic and uh, about how if... If uh, there were more coffee drinkers or less coffee drinkers, well, the um, association, what was that coffee association I asked you? The Specialty Coffee Association? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, What do they say about the coffee drinking trends? Phil, do you know? know, I'm not quite sure what they said. I think we we were so busy trying to stay stay open and and, and work that I really didn't know that see the trends. And I think Jen is right. A lot of people, since they were staying home, they would come or order online and, and, and order more bags of coffee if they weren't able to come into the coffee shop to actually drink it. So I think that's where we saw the, the trend going. Well, the National Coffee Association, that's what I was trying to think of. 
uh, which is which is different than the Specialty Coffee Association, uh, did have statistics they posted online, uh, and they said that the the demand for coffee was unchanged hmm. during the the pandemic. They say six in ten Americans drink coffee every day. Um, seven in ten drink coffee at least once a week, and they say that um, per capita. Uh, Americans drink 1.7 cups per day, um, but if you just pull coffee, they, they didn't ask Phil. <laughs> <laughs> he drinks coffee all day. A lot of yeah, a lot of yeah, about three or four pots. Yeah. <laughs> well, you, you're the the quality control, right? I was going to say exception to the norm. <laughs> so you have to drink it. Okay. Uh, well, I forgot what we were talking about before the break. So, about um. COVID and how we made adjustments and pivoted. Oh, yeah. And mm-hmm. and during the break, you were telling me about that, too. Did you want to share that? Um, I was just saying that um, a lot of times uh, small businesses can go for um, grants and things like that. And um, and that's helpful for uh, certain people and other businesses cannot uh, get the grants and things like that. And so um, we were not able to get uh, certain things. And so we had to seek other ways of bringing more people to our place. And so we sought out a lot of um, advertising, but we did it in a really unique way. And so going after things, when you don't have a lot of money, you have to be really inventive. And mm-hmm. so um, it forced it, which I think is kind of interesting. I think when you, when you get put into a really uncomfortable position or um, a level of stress, it makes you get out of the box and look at your business in an entirely new way. And you say, okay, how are we going to make this work? Because Phil and I never say, oh, that's terrible, or that's a problem, or this is bad. We're like, ooh, it's a challenge. How are we going to attack this? And how are we going to overcome it? And what solutions can we come up with? So I think we really enjoy um, that part of it as well. I think we're of her same brain that way. Um, And so we went, okay, how are we going to get people to know about us? Because Bandera Road, and um, it's also called 16, when you go outside of 1604, um, it gets more and more rural. But there's there's this huge traffic road of Bandera, and our road is just off of it. It's called Old Bandera Road. And so it's kind of like in the movie Cars, where they have that highway that goes right by the old town, Mm -hmm. and you miss the old town. We were like, how are we going to get people to know where we are if they can't drive by us and see where we are? And so we did a lot of um, really out-of-the-box thinking and going after a lot of different kinds of um, advertising to be able to tell people where we are and getting on the news a bunch of times and, and getting in front of people really helped us to, um, you know, kind of plateau that curve, I think. And, and one of those things was the gun show, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. We went to the gun show uh, in November of 2020 and, um, we're big advocates of the Second Amendment, and we walked around, and we were having a great time, and we thought, you know what, this is something that we could do. We could do a vendor event and be able to spread awareness of who we are, where we are located, and a lot of people come from all over Texas. Uh, they're coming up from Corpus Christi, and they're coming down from Lubbock. They're coming from all over to attend the gun show, the Saxon Gun Show in San Antonio, and so we were able to get our name and um, and our logo out there and people trying our coffee and they're amazed. So they're, they're taking 40 minute drives to come see us in Holotus. When I go to the gun show, I don't have to drive 40 minutes, but I like to get there early so I don't have to stand in line for a long time. And when I saw y'all's table, I was so happy because I had leave my coffee in the car and then there it is. You have coffee (laughs) uh, to taste. And so I was really happy that you were there. 
Plus, I, I, I found you to invite you to be on the show. So thank, thank you for you. doing that. Yeah. yeah. I love it. <laughs> yeah, you, y'all have a great story. Thank you. Um, let, let's pause the great story for just a second and talk about a sad law from California. They have this law that's known as uh, Proposition 65, and if if the the state of California finds that any ingredient is uh, suspected to cause cancer, they have to put this label on there. Um, it, it's a cancer warning. If if you buy anything nowadays, you'll see this warning. It says in California, they have found that this product contains some uh, some cancer um, causing agent and so there was a, a rumor that there was an ingredient in coffee generally speaking that would cause cancer and so the coffee industry had to f- fight back against that and say no there's been all these hundreds of uh, independent peer-reviewed scientific studies that found that that wasn't even funded by the coffee industry, just scientists from schools and um, think tanks that found that coffee had a lot of good health effects. And so the the state of California decided that coffee didn't have to have that warning. So that's exciting, right? Yeah, that's fantastic. <laughs> there, there, There is something called uh, acrylamide. Yeah, that is a cancer-causing agent that, that's found in some foods. And so that was the, the suspect. But yeah. and, and there's two different ways to um, process coffee as well. And so larger corporations may um, spray the coffee with chemicals and things like that. And um, ours is 100% <laughs> organic. So okay. there's nothing on there. It's just water washed. It's called the Swiss water method. And so um, our coffee is 100% organic, and that's why it's so smooth and it's so clean tasting. It's fantastic. I wanted to ask you about the the coffee quality. So tell us about that and, sure. and, and what's your philosophy there. Do you want to talk about the Specialty Coffee Association? Sure. So the Specialty Coffee Association um, grades coffee from 0 to 100, um, 100 being the best tasting and best graded. Um, and all coffee is, is is graded in that way, and there are two there are two specific types. Of, well, there's a, you know over 130 different species of coffee. The two coffees that are that you use for coffee drinks are ro, um, robust and uh, arabica. So the arabica is the is very very high quality. It's the only kind that we use, and those are graded from zero to 100. So. Pretty much all of our coffee is relatively 90, graded at 90% or above. And the reason why it's not 100% is no coffee is graded at 100%. Um, coffee graders, they're, they're called Q graders. They're like sommeliers uh, for wine. And they are very, very good at what they do. And they, they, they will grade coffee. They're able to, uh, there's a test that you take to be able to get certified as one. But the Specialty Coffee Association grades them from 0 to 100%. And ours is the highest grade out there. We, the re- we buy the best of the best, and it may not be the most economical for us, but it's all about integrity. And so how do you ensure that? What is your process? Well, like I was saying before we uh, before the break, we will order the coffee and we'll cup the coffee. We'll order samples of the coffee. So um, anyone can say that coffee is graded. I mean, the... 
the growers or anyone who's sending it over can say, oh, we're, we're sending you coffee and, and we end up with tacos. Yes. That's, not, that's not necessarily the case. <laughs> but they'll, they'll, they'll send over coffee, but before they send over the coffee, we will cup it. We'll, we'll get a sample of it. We'll cup it. We'll taste it. We'll grade it. We'll look for defects. And we'll say, wow, this is exactly what you're saying you're sending over. And then once they send it over to us, we will cup it again. We'll look for defects. We'll be very, uh, we go, it goes through a vigorous quality assurance test. And we see, wow, this is the exact same coffee you said you were saying. This is what it is. And then only after that will we serve it. So um, we, we hold ourselves to a much higher standard than anyone would hold us to. I'm glad you explained that again, because I think the first time I didn't know what cupping it meant. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that just means you're tasting it, right? Right. And it's a specific process, actually. It is um, 15 to 18 grams of um, ground, freshly ground roasted coffee. And then uh, we pour hot 180 degree water in it to make the coffee bloom. And then you're smelling it. We break the crust. You can smell all the different flavors. And especially if you're comparing them to 10 to 12 different uh, other kinds of coffee. And then um, we scrape the crust and then you get to taste it. And even tasting, it's an entire process where he teaches you how to slurp and uh, to aerate the coffee in your mouth. So you can taste it in all the different kinds of uh, parts of your tongue. And wow. so it, it's an entire process. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> what, were you this passionate about coffee before you started? I think I'm just passionate it? about everything. <laughs> even when I was a teacher, I was like, it's geometry day. Yay. They didn't even know what geometry was. And they were like, yay. So, <laughs> yes, I just think, you know, what it, what is life if you don't throw yourself into it 110%? Like, get in there. Yeah. Get excited. Awesome. Be bold. Yeah. Okay, we're uh, nearing the end of our show, so I want to give you an opportunity to talk about anything that we may have missed. Anything you can think of, Phil? Well, I would say support local, um, and and if you if you want to follow us online, we're on Facebook, we're on um, Instagram. Come visit us at Old Town Lotus, and we also uh, we also wholesale. So if you're interested, if you own a business or you're you're a business owner and you want to white white label your coffee, and we can. We can create your own unique blend and and tell the world about you. Or you just want fantastic coffee in your office? You come, you come talk to us and uh, and check us out online. You can buy bags of coffee on TexasGroundsCoffee.com. Great, I have tried it, and because I bought it at the gun show, <laughs> and uh, I've been uh, getting the whole bean because my wife got me the, this coffee maker that has the grinder on right, top. Right, right. So I love it. That's fantastic. Well, we roast fresh every day, so you can't get any fresher than ours. Okay, so uh, last question in one minute or less. Uh, Jen, what would you say your legacy is going to be? Um, I think that we are building this empire that is going to uh, last long after we're gone. So. Okay, how about you, Phil? You know, it's going to be the same thing. Uh, we, we're building uh, this community, and I think long after we're gone, people will remember us specifically saying, wow, that they made something special. They, they brought the community together. They really made, they made, they made Texas what Texans really. Coffee and bringing the community together. That's an awesome mission. Thank you both for joining me today. Thank you. And Thank you. we'll see uh, you next week on Talk Law Radio with Todd Marquardt on 9.30 a.m. The Answer, Apple Podcasts, or TalkLawRadio.com.